On this Fan Mail Friday, you asked this question, who should manage this team next year? So we've got some thoughts, we've got some candidates, people we're dreaming about. We're going to share those with you and more coming up on Locked On Angels. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. Thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we've been fans of this team for years, and it's a pleasure to be talking Angels baseball with you every single Monday through Friday. The number one daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Number one, baby. We love it. Hey, on today's show, it is a Fan Mail Friday edition of Locked on Angels. So we're getting to your questions. Lots of questions. What we tried to do was compile all the questions into, you know, the same kind of topics. So if you don't hear your name, we did get your questions. So thank you for that. We we tried to group them all together into one. Now, before we get to Fan Mail Friday, Mike, we have to talk about the waiver claim results after yep. the Angels put six players on waivers. Did you know they put Tyler Anderson on waivers like a week ago and he went unclaimed? It was like a non-story. <laughs> so that, uh, This is my surprise face that he got unclaimed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's get into the results here because uh, some interesting things happened uh, yesterday at the 10 a.m waiver wire deadline why don't you talk about that yeah the cleveland guardians got lucas giolito reynaldo lopez and matt moore now Mm -hmm. they weren't even considered as a team that would probably make claims it sounds like it was going to be the marlins that were going to go after at least lopez and moore Mm -hmm. and they're in the wild card race and they were actually the they're the worst of the wild card teams right now and Mm. so um, because they're over 500, and so people thought they would be the ones that would make the first claims. But the Guardians came in and got three different pitchers. By yeah. the way, they're coming to Anaheim next weekend. Oh, good. So this ought to be fun. Uh, either we rock Giolito or we get crushed by Giolito. Knowing our luck, it's going to be option a, two, right? A four-hit shutout. That's what's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Reds, and our buddy Jeff Carr was excited about this, they got Hunter Renfro, and then the Mariners got Dominic Leone and Randall Grichuk. Yeah, he was there before. And Randall Grichuk went unclaimed, yeah. Jonathan. I was surprised by that, actually. Uh, you'd think that somebody would want to pick him up, but they probably looked at his last month and went, oh, we don't want none of that. Um, yeah. But but you know what? Regardless, he'll remain a halo unless they choose to outright him to a minor league affiliate or uh, at that point he would have the choice to elect free agency. Right. But... Uh, you know what? I don't see why they wouldn't keep him on the roster. Because yeah, I think he's, he's going to – he'll play left field. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not just a regular left fielder for the rest of the year. He's a yeah. quality at bat, quality defensive guy. I know he's been struggling, but I think um, it would be pointless to pay him and to release him. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's a point to actually keeping him, and it's. I don't think it's being paid too much. I think it was only around like $200,000 is the rest of his contract for the Angels for the last month of the year. We were joking that the at the time of the waiver wire exchange, 
that the Angels and the Guardians have the exact same record, 64 and 70. Yep. Uh, the difference is location. The Guardians play in the Central, and they only have the Twins in front of them, and they're five games back of the Twins. So why not go and get some guys who you think are going to help out your rotation and your bullpen? Right. Honestly, the of, of everybody who was available, Lopez and Matt Moore are probably the ones. I think Moore is the best option, honestly, as a, Absolutely. As a relief guy. Absolutely. He'll be great out of the bullpen. They've been struggling with their rotation because they've had so many injuries this season that Giolito makes sense. You can figure out something there. The Guardians have a, a pitching lab, as we're all aware of. Uh, and, and then seeing seeing the Reds get Hunter Renfro, you know, by Renfro, you'll, right. you'll, you'll hit a million home runs in Great American Ballpark because it's a hitter's <laughs> park. Right. And then Dominic Leone back with the Mariners, of course. I mean, they, could, they always need bullpen help, especially – after some of the moves they made, I mean, it just enhances their right bullpen as well. He's going to slide right into a really strong bullpen, and they always seem to have really good pitchers. Their their uh, run differential, I think, is really close, but they have a way of winning those close games. And Dominic Leone isn't going to be their best bullpen guy. He probably won't even be a high end bullpen guy. He'll probably yeah. come in if they need him in the fifth inning, sixth inning, right? And so they have a great starting rotation, and then they have this great bullpen. And so he just is an additive to what is a team that's really hot right now. Uh, so this saved the. Angels essentially about 5.7 million and Jeff Fletcher of the Orange County Register tweeted he said by calculations at Fangraphs this should get them under the luxury tax which we all know was the goal here was to get them under the luxury tax avoid the luxury tax penalty so that if they do it again next year if uh, they won't get penalized the two year in a row penalty it'll just be the single penalty if they remain above the tax so uh, because they, it looks like they made it. The payroll is now about 228 million for 2023. Yeah. Before today's game, though, Mike, the Angels can add seven players to the roster, which expands to 28 on September 1st. By the way, up from 26, they have five open 40-man spots. They can add up to five pitchers among those seven spots that they have. Now, at the time of recording, they. Recently called up Jose Marte, mm -hmm. so he will be in the bullpen. Somebody who's been hurt all season, yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting to see him up with the team. And then was it uh, Davis Daniel will will go to AAA, yeah. And so he's back on the the forty man spot. So again, there's there's some options there, Mike. Are we going to see more of the same that we've seen? Are we going to see our our Hergits and our uh, <laughs> who else? Who else is still here? Uh, are we gonna yeah. see Herget and maybe um, uh, I don't know. Who do you think? Kyrie yeah, Harris. I, I, I would, I would love. Him. I would love to see some guys get a shot, and I don't know if it'll hurt them or if it'll help them. I, I got to think that just giving them the big league experience could be beneficial. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see Jordan Adams again. I hope we see Jordan Adams again, because I'd like to see him get some consistent at bats. He's been tearing it up in triple a and he hit a triple the other night and just flew around the bases. Mm -hmm. The ball I think should have been a double and he ended up at, at third base. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see that guy get a shot. I think he's a very much like Joe Adele type of player. And I think he just needs consistency and needs at bat. So I'd love to see him. Kyron Paris is obviously a really interesting uh, person to bring up. I, I, I think that it'd be great to see him get some at-bats and see what he can do defensively. And Johnny, I think that this just opens up the opportunity to bring David Fletcher back. But if they're trying to do contract manipulation with him so they don't have to pay him and things like that, then you may not see him. But it would make sense for him 
to come back up onto this roster. Yeah. I think for the last month, I think having his bat in the major leagues to get him at some at bats, maybe to get him right, I think would be great. And also to have him on the defensive side. Uh, those are the names when it comes to like hitters, when it comes to pitchers, Johnny, I, I wonder if guys like Bachman and Joyce are just going to come off the IL and then they'll immediately go right in and they don't have to make a move because there isn't a roster uh, uh, designation. They don't have to right. move people around for that. And I wonder if they'll even give um, uh, Ben Joyce's brother, what's his first name? Is Zach. it Matt? Zach Joyce? Um, I knew I had an A in it. And so I, maybe they'll give him a shot. Maybe they'll bring him up and let him kind of go at it and see what happens. I think that the Angels can get really creative. Will they get creative? I don't know. It doesn't seem like that would be something they would do. I would be super creative in this last month with the 20-something games you have left because I would love to see what you have in the minor leagues and give them a shot to perform in the major leagues. You know, uh, Colton Ingram might be another one who comes back up and yep. pitches out of yep. the bullpen. Maybe he gets a start just to see – what he can do as a starter against major league talent. The other thing is, is that Ren Hifo, it looks like they're going to be running him at more out in the outfield, Yeah, which might mean we could see some infielders like Kyron Paris. In fact, our friends over at angelswin.com pointed out that Kyron Paris would be up for rule five selection. If he's not added to the 40 man roster oh. before the five, the rule five draft. So, Add him to the 40-man and give him a shot at the end of the season. I mean, it's what got us excited about, like, Logan O'Hoppy yep. at the end of last season or Mickey Moniak. I know that Moniak hurt his his uh, thumb and whatnot, but it's it's the, these kinds of moves that get you excited for players for the following year. Right. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jordan Adams back either. But again, I think that it's going to be very pitching-heavy because considering the bullpen just lost three guys out of it, I'm sure that we're going to see a lot of pitchers coming up up from the minor leagues. Hey, the Angels are playing the A's at 640 Pacific time tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Angels. And coming up on Lockdown Angels, our first Fan Mail Friday question of the day. Are there dark days ahead for the Angels considering all the trades and moves that they made with the minor leaguers that they have? Or is there a possibility that it can be better? We'll get into all of that coming right up. Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. You can get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube or YouTube TV. Johnny, remember the old commercial NFL Sunday ticket that always comes into my mind when I think about <laughs> yes. that a little side note for you. You're welcome. Uh, now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from the spreads to the player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you don't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, join us on Monday. We're going to be recapping this three-game set against the Oakland A's before the Halos come back home on Monday, Labor Day, by the way, where they will face the Orioles at home. But again, mm -hmm. on Monday, we'll give you our recap of the entire weekend series against the A's, the Oakland A's, who are going through it this season. As much as we are, 
Uh, they've been going through it since day one. <laughs> the Angels are playing them at 6.40 Pacific time. Tonight, you can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels. It's Fan Mail Friday. So, Johnny, I love when we get voicemails. We can hear the voices of our listeners and viewers. And we got one from Cameron in Costa Mesa. Hey, this is Cameron calling from Costa Mesa. I just had a quick question. I hear a lot of uh, John Boy Media podcasts. I'm a big fan of them, too. Uh, talking about the Angels and ever since we decided to keep Otani and what a disaster uh, the season's been since. About the dark years ahead of us. It's... Um, with the lack of pitching, Jumbo Media looks at our prospect list and all that and talks a lot about the lack of overall talent we have going forward with an aging Mike Trout probably going to lose Otani and, and things like that. I'm just curious what your guys' thoughts are. If we if we think that this is an over-exaggeration um, or are we really in for dark times? I have a hard time kind of seeing it because we have uh, Shanuel, Ohabi, Moniac that have all seemed to take really great strides forward in the big leagues and really hoping that they can do uh, some really positive things and lead uh, a new Angels team into a, a great era, hopefully. Uh, just curious to get your thoughts on it. Uh, love what you guys do. Uh, been a big fan for uh, the last year and a half. Um, look forward to hearing your guys' thoughts. Thanks. Bye. Cameron from Costa Mesa, thanks for your voicemail, my friend. What a good question, and I yep. think he brings love up it. A really excellent point. I, listen, uh, I enjoyed listening to the John Boy crew, and I love Trevor Plouffe because I feel like he's always the most reasonable out of everybody over there, and he's a player. He's got the experience. I think he understands the dynamics, so I really appreciate his opinions on the matter. But, Mike, I think when it comes down to it, I have two thoughts, and then maybe you can share your thoughts. But the first thing is nobody really understands the Angel system like angel fans. And yeah. so when you've got guys like the John boy crew talking about it, you know, they can make observations and, and decide like, Hey, you know, is this, are they, are they any good? And, and right now I think if you look at it and you don't know much about the system, you probably think they aren't any good, but yeah, I think that speaks to the fact that when you consider who is on the major league team, technically, I know a lot of these guys are hurt right now. Um, it's a very different system and it's not very good right now because a lot of the guys who would, make it good are part of the major league team, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is why I, I just don't love the rankings because I think yeah. the rankings are actually, uh, they're not real. They're ideal, but what's real is what you see on the field. And this is why I, I love being an everyday fan of the angels and been a longtime fan. You too. And a lot of the locked on everydayers have followed this team for a while. This, this is what's interesting about those rankings. You mentioned it those players that were in this really terrible minor league system are on the major league roster. And if they're healthy, they're actually really good. Zach Neto is really good. Uh, Nolan, Nolan Shanoel is really good. Uh, the Joyce pitchers are really good. One's in the major, one's in the minors. And then Sam Bachman is really good. Chase Silseth is really good. And so these guys are, are figuring it out. If they're all in the minor leagues, then I think that that actually benefits um, the ranking. Yeah, the, we're not, we're not 30 or 29. We're, 25 you right, know what i mean right. yeah yeah exactly. the, the second thing though is that it's this minor league system that netted the angels giolito and reynaldo lopez and crone and, yeah. and those guys and so we were able to trade two guys for giolito and reynaldo lopez now i know that they were our our top tier guys but 
we were able to trade and get that. And so I think that these guys get evaluated much different than the quote unquote experts evaluate them. And then I think the third thing, just to speak about those that aren't really watching this team every single day, Johnny, you went on locked on MLB with our friend Sully. And one of the things I appreciated about what you said in that interview is he was talking about how, Oh my gosh, the angels traded this catcher. What was his name? And you were like, you tell me his name. And I, and I love that. I love that because it, you, what the point you made is, is what I think needs to be made uh, everywhere is that everybody's like, Oh, they traded away all of these guys. Well, who are all these guys? Yeah. Name one. Tell it's me not Jackson holiday. It's right. not, yeah. It's you don't know Anthony who Bolton. they are. And now all of a sudden you're concerned about it. You right. weren't concerned about it before. Like we know the names. It was Kai Bush. It was Edgar Caro. Like yeah. we know who was traded away from this angels organization. And we were bummed that they were traded away, especially Kai Bush because his mom was a lockdown every day. Or we I know. Really liked having her on the show. And so the, the reality is, is that, those rankings are ideal. They're not real. And a lot of these conversations about looking at their minor league system, they're doing it with, with glasses that help them to see, or at least try to see 2020 vision. Like they have to put on vision goggles to be able to see, right? They're not looking at it closely. And if you're looking at this team closely, you would see the impact that the minor league players are having in the major leagues right now. And you would see that the angels were able to make some really key trades, even though they didn't work out, they were able to make some really key trades to get some pieces that they desperately needed. And that's because they had the pieces in the minor leagues to be able to do that. So I don't buy into this narrative that, Oh, Oh, it's going to be so dark. I don't, I don't buy into that yeah. partly because I am a biased angel fan, but the other side of that too, is I see what has already been produced out of the minor leagues by just being in the minor leagues for less than six months. Right. I've yeah. seen what they've been able to produce in the majors. I think we have some really good players on the way. And I, I, I really trust the way that this scouting team and Perry have drafted. And I think we're only going to see that get better and better every single year. Let me tie it back to Cameron's question. Again, we're just reiterating the fact that this minor league system would probably look a lot different if guys like Ohapi and Neto and Shannon were still in the minors, and yeah. they're not. Yeah. And the same thing happened to the Angels when guys like Howie Kendrick and Eric Ibar and Jared Weaver got called up to the majors. The farm system was ranked pretty poorly after that. Yeah. But that's something that every team goes through. But then, Mike, I want to add this just to kind of address Cameron's question again and kind of temper those uh those fears that people might have about dark days ahead one thing the one thing that gets glossed over a lot is the fact that the angels have had a lot of activity on the international free agent market mm -hmm. and they've got some big wins there first of all edgar caro again the pitcher or the catcher that everybody was worried that we traded like sully i don't know uh, his was, name <laughs> he was he was signed out of cuba in 2021 mm -hmm. and immediately shot up our prospect list international free agent Nelson Rada, who was signed out of Venezuela in January of 2022, he just stole his 53rd bag on Wednesday night for wow. the 66ers in the Inland Empire. Felix Morabel, he was the 50th best player in the international free agency, uh, according to MLB Pipeline. He's a 17-year-old switch-hitting shortstop. He's got a 286 average in the Dominican Summer League. Mm. And so there are some... There are some bright spots, especially when you consider how quickly Perry Manassian is calling up his first round picks who are coming out of college, by the way. Yeah. And somebody, I think it was Norman uh, on YouTube made a really good point. If you're, if you're a major leaguer and, or if you're somebody who aspires to be a major leaguer, stay in college where the systems are 
all there. The weight right. rooms are there. The data right. and analytics are there. You don't have to ride a stinky bus back and forth between teams and stuff like that. Like stay in college, get signed, and then you'll be in the upper echelon of the angel system, right? Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. When DePoto spent all that money on the angels that the angels had on Roberto Baldacchine, he he blew all their international free agency money. And then they got penalized for that in the years to come. Mm-hmm. Epler wasn't very active in the international market. And so Perry Manassian has done a good job of being active in the market and finding good players who, yeah, will take time to develop. Like Felix Morbell is 17. He's not going to be here for a while. Right. But I don't think that the dark days ahead are as dark as what people think. Maybe next year will be a bit of a struggle, except we've got a good core of young players that we're excited to watch. And the other thing that comes to mind is you know, everybody says Mike Trout should request a trade or you know Mike Trout should do this or that. And I think that if you're a team, you want a Mike Trout around the young guys. Hmm. You want a Mike Trout around the up-and-comers, right? You want him to be around the young players because he cares. It makes me think of Miguel Cabrera. Everybody loves Miguel Cabrera, but he's on. he's been on a terrible Tigers team whose playoff drought is as long as ours yeah. around all these young guys who – you know, I think the first wave of Tigers' young prospects wasn't very good. I think this second wave that's coming through now is getting even better. So all of that to say, I think that the the dark days ahead are kind of a, a, a very zoomed-out view of what the Angels have, especially for those who aren't too familiar with the Angel system. Right, fan mail Friday, segment number three. Johnny, one of my favorite commenters in Locked On Every Day, or Invasion of Mikes on Twitter, had a really good question. He said, hey, guys, uh, here's a question for you. Uh, could be a good topic to dive into. How would you compare the Angels of the last nine years of mediocrity with the Angels' lackluster teams of the mm. 90s leading into the 2 season? Similarities, differences. Uh, Johnny, you were the youngest and, and um, maybe kind of young during that time. So why don't you uh, give us all the details of what happened in the... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, let me let me tell you all about it, right? Yeah, I'll take this one, actually. Uh, let, me, let me talk about this for Please. a minute because I think that there's been a philosophy in, in, in Angel's the Angel's Kingdom, Angel's organization that has worked and there's been a philosophy that hasn't worked. Here's what hasn't worked. They, they went out and they got good players. They got Gary Gaetti in the 90s. They got Hubie Brooks in the 90s. They got those guys because they needed some offense. Then those guys were like your typical free agents for the Angels. And they fell off a cliff when they signed <laughs> with us. And then when they went away, they actually did really, really well. When the Angels actually go and get good players, they don't always get good results. But when the Angels go and get a good fit, they actually get really good results. Hmm. In the 90s, they got a guy named Tony Phillips. He was mm-hmm. a bit older. He was a switch hitting infielder and outfielder, and he could lead off. And what this team needed was somebody to get on base, somebody to walk, somebody that would have a high on base percentage, cause some traffic on the bases for Tim Salmon, for Jim Edmonds, for Garrett Anderson, some of those guys, even Chili Davis when he was around. And so he actually came onto this team and they found themselves finishing over 500 when Tony was on the team. In fact, that 1995 season was when the Angels actually went, got off to a great start. And then at the end, they lost a bunch of games and lost their lead to the Mariners on the last game of the year. Mm-hmm. So it was a heartbreaking season. But what we forget is it was actually a really good year up until that point. The, the turning point was Gary DeSarcina hurting himself mm-hmm. and I think breaking his wrist. And then he was out and that, that he was really like the main dynamic for that team. So 
when the Angels have actually signed a good player, it hasn't always translated to a good team. But when they sign a good piece for the team, it's always translated into a really good, effective team. Look at Vlad Guerrero. They needed somebody Mm -hmm. in the outfield. Obviously, he was the number one free agent. They needed a left fielder for a season. They got Jose Guillen, and it actually was a benefit to them. They Mm -hmm. needed a shortstop. They traded for Orlando Cabrera. They needed a shortstop after the 2010s. They got Andrelton Simmons. Like When they make those moves, that actually helps this team because they're looking for pieces that benefit. What where Artie has really messed up and when he's given directives and when he's allowed the GMs to do that is, is when they've gone to get somebody like a Josh Hamilton because he was out there and was supposed to be good or an Anthony Rendon. He was out there, was supposed to be good. They didn't necessarily need an outfielder and they didn't necessarily need a third baseman. They mm-hmm. needed pieces and they didn't go get the pieces. They went and got the the player that would make a big splash because mm-hmm. that the, the philosophy behind that was, oh, this will draw eyes, this will draw tickets, but it doesn't actually make a good team. So the teams of the 90s would find good players but not good fits, and they would fail. If they found a good fit, they would actually be successful, and that's the same team that we've had in the last 9, 10 years in Anaheim. Well done. I would push back a little bit and just say, like, when they got Hamilton, they they needed an outfielder, but it was because they let Torrey Hunter go. So that's right. your, and I and so tying right. back to your point, Torrey Hunter is a good fit. Yes. Josh Hamilton is the big splashy signing that you resign. Really- you resign Hunter. Right. <laughs> that's what you do. So that right? you can resign <laughs> Granky as well. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, yeah. Joey Joey Inglace on Twitter, he said, uh, "What? Who are your realistic dream and fantasy long shot choices?" Mm to be our next manager. Mike, I, I came up with a little bit of a list. And before we get to that, I just want to say, I know a lot of people see Benji Gill as also a potential yeah. opportunity considering yeah. how he managed Team Mexico. I, I think that that's a, an interesting idea, but I, I tried to stick to Joey's question of like, who who's your dream guys here? So yeah. starting out with, let's just go back and forth here. Walt Weiss, okay. Braves bench coach right now. He's part of the World Series team. In 2021, he did manage the Rockies from 2013 to 2016, but he only had a 437 winning percentage. But a lot of that had to do with the fact he didn't have a good relationship with the Rockies GM at the time. I think there's a good connection between him and Perry Manassian, considering Weiss is with the current Braves. And yeah, being around that championship team, being around this winning team, I think is a very good thing. Yeah, the connection between Manassian and the Braves, I think, is probably somebody... Uh, that we would want to look at, which is why Ron Washington is on this mm-hmm. list because right now he's the Braves' third base coach and he's a former Rangers manager. He was around the A's during the time of the Moneyball season, so mm-hmm. analytics is not something that is foreign to him. John, what I like about Ron Washington, I know he's old, he's 70, but he's a player's manager, and I think that what you saw in Texas with Bruce Bochy could actually really be something that could take place in Anaheim yeah. with Washington or even Dusty Baker with Houston, like he was able to write the ship down there and they've actually been really great, won a World Series. And so I think that he could come in, help manage this young team because I think that that's really where they're going. They're going to get a bit younger and help them through what I would say is maybe some of those unknown years. Yeah. What could they actually do? What can Zach Neto actually do? I think that having somebody who can bring some stability and and as a player's manager like Ron Washington, I think it'd be, it could be great. Uh, and that's the thing too. I think all of these options are experience related. I want somebody who's got experience. Uh, and, and even Walt Weiss, who's only had three years. I mean, I think that's, or four years. I think that's a good amount of experience. Yeah. Joe, Joe Girardi is another one. And, and that's just a possibility. I'm just throwing it out there. Basically the Yankees and the Phillies 
both got rid of him because they were like in a win now position. They were like, we need a guy who's going to take our teams to the playoffs. And the angels might think they're in a win now position, but if they yeah. realize who they are, you could have somebody like a Girardi around these young guys. It's just an option. It's not something that excites me, but sure. a possibility. Mike, why don't you talk about Darren Erstad? Yeah, I've brought him his name up a couple of times because I think that he actually would be a really great manager. I have a feeling that he would be more of a John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh type of mm-hmm. manager. He would be there for a few years and then probably would get ousted because he would be overly aggressive. <laughs> he actually stopped coaching because he wanted to be with his family, but he managed the Nebraska Cornhuskers for eight seasons and had a really good record, was almost 100 games over 500, was the Big Ten coach of the year in 2017 he led the huskers that year to the conference championship six times nebraska finished in the top four of the conference standings including four times in the top two mm-hmm. three times nebraska finished second in the big 10 tournament and he doesn't have the experience but he does have the darren erstad ish feeling about him right yeah. like he was he was a really great player and i think that he is somebody that understands the history of the Angels, which I think is needed and necessary, and he actually might be trusted by Artie. And I also think that bringing him in with this young college talent could actually be a great hand-in-glove moment. Yeah, he's been a great college coach, and we're drafting all these college guys, so why the heck not? Right. Give Erstad a chance. (laughs) Right. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. The Angels do play the A's tonight at 640, and you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Thanks for uh, tuning in today, and you can give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have on deck for Monday's show? Playing the A's, so I think it's a perfect team for us to kind of figure some things out with some of the younger guys. So we're going to take a look at how the younger guys, or whoever they bring up, how they performed this weekend. And we'll keep an eye on Giolito and some of those other guys, and we'll either get really frustrated or we'll actually be excited because they did the same thing they did with us. We're going to talk about all of that on Monday on Locked on Angels. All right, looking forward to that. You guys have yourselves a great Labor Day weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Monday.